Hello, welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta of just really all topics, Pokemon trading card game, not just the competitive side of the Pokemon trading card game. Sean, this is Big 5-0. Yeah, yeah, this is episode how number you, 50. How do you feel episode number 50? I I feel good. I feel like we we we've done it. We've gotten to 50 and uh uh I I'm actually genuinely surprised. I feel like we got to 50 in about a year cuz this is a little over a year. We missed like yeah. we missed a uh, Two or three. a couple weeks. But that's pretty I I like that consistency. I will take that consistency any day. It's better than Luka <laughs> Doncic's free throw percentage. So, I will oh take my that. <laughs> I'm a big Luka stan. I'm sad for the Mavs cuz I'm a Mavs fan, but they got to work on their free throws. I I didn't watch like any sports. I've been so engrossed into like anime oh, that okay. I I've spent like all my time like extra time watching anime and not watching sports. I don't know sports have like I don't want to say completely have left my life because like sports can't just like up and leave my life. That's rude. But I mean, did you watch? Are you watching Haikyuu? No, 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 no. I've watched the first season of Haiku. I need to go on the I'm I'm in an internal debate because I watched the first season of Haiku a while ago. Um and I'm but I ended at the first season like yeah. at the end of the first season, like when I finished it out. So I'm like I'm in this internal debate that I keep on putting off. That's like do I do I start season two or do I rewatch season one? Well, um, I mean, I was which just I saying, might just rewatch season one, but is, I've been watching Attack on Titan. Okay, I heard that's very. Oh my good. god! I mean, but I'm just saying, I know Haikyuu is sports and anime. Oh yeah, it is. So. There's a bunch of sports. There's there's <laughs> that. There's uh free. It's a swimming anime, Sean. Oh, you'd be into competitive that. swimming. That's like right up my alley. Yeah. I've heard it's very fan servicey though. You know what else is fan servicey, Sean? <laughs> Us reading the review. We are for the people. Reading the five star review, that's fan servicey. Yeah, if I could, if I can actually get to a five star review, okay, I got it. I think our uh, five star review that we have this week is a comfort shot. I think it's your turn to read. I, I don't pull have it up? access to them anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. Last week we couldn't we couldn't pull yeah. those up for you anymore. So I, it's it's my this job officially all Jake, now. An all Jake show. I mean, I guess I could look it up on my phone, but but I'm being lazy. Nah, I already got it. We're already we're already wasting these people. I'm just kidding. We're not. Well, hopefully we're not wasting your time. This one is from Josh Drug called A Comfort. Me and a me and a work buddy just got into PTCGO after playing the Pokemon Red and Blue games on our 3DSs. It's only thanks to his girlfriend's dad who decided to start buying Pokemon packs in bulk because he wants to sell them when they appreciate in value. Because of this, me, him, and her all play together using the online codes which each pack because they are no use to him. I stumbled on the show trying to find something to listen to while I deliver pizza at Domino's. It's truly a comfort and a good podcast. Thank you for sacrificing your time to the listeners. Sean, I told you we were a fan service. Look at the uh, sacrificing our time for Josh and our wonderful, wonderful uh, little community that we got, Sean. Yeah, I, I like to think of the the Domino's driver, some Domino's driver out there listening to the Metapod on on their routes as they're delivering pizzas to to other PTCGO players in the middle of these twelve hour tournaments. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's another good thing. I mean, we talk about we don't talk about this enough, I feel like. But the one thing that PTCGO does well is like teach you how to play the game yeah. and get you started in playing the game. So definitely like especially for all of our new people, whether you're looking to get in or, you know, whether you just got in, just keep grinding PTCGO, you know, play the play the theme decks a lot. I mean, it's it's a little grueling to play a theme deck, but play the theme decks, grab a deck list that you want <laughs> on Play Limitless and just start like trading your prize pack stuff and try getting those cards and try trading to build those decks. That's how you build the collection, in my opinion. You try to make friends specifically that, whether or not it's in person or, or online, but people that you can challenge directly on PTCGO, because I will say playing theme decks on ladder would be soul crushing. Because <laughs> like like it's not awful, but I just I think with all the stuff that's out there, you would just be like, I can never get good at this game. And then at least you'd be fine. Well, theme decks, theme decks, it's not meant to like well, the new to one. keep you there, especially because now the Inteleon deck is out. The new theme decks, um, Inteleon ones are not bad. Y'all know those are really, really good, but you can't play theme deck ladder with those. No. I only suggest theme deck ladder because when like everyone starts, their collection is so small um, mm. that that like if they play on theme deck ladder, they at least have like a fair ground with everyone else. Rather than expanded, you know, you're just gonna hit donk decks and haunch crow, um, and standard. You you hit all the ADPs in the world. Hmm. <laughs> mm. No. Anyways, instead of talking about cards that that are a problem and have existed. Let's talk about the new stuff. You want to talk about Let's talk about the new stuff. Do you want to talk about the the big roars? Uh well no, Chilling Rain pre-release. We'll start with that. Oh yeah, that's right. There so, was a I mentioned to Sean, I asked him before the podcast. I was like, "Did you open up any Chilling Rain?" I did. I and did. then I forgot that we opened up Chilling Rain. Anyways, Sean, what'd you get? I uh I didn't get much. I opened up three kits and then a lot of extra, like some of the extra packs that come with it. I think eight packs total on top of the three kits. So that would be like, what, 12 plus eight, 20 packs, actually. Um, and I got two hits um, out of 20 packs. So that was very bad. That's not high at all. No. I was here in like one in four, one in five hit rates. Yeah, I had one in 10 hit rate. So one card that I got for the people who are watching on YouTube, you can see this. I got a Celebi VMAX. That's all. It's I. It's I. Um, and then I did get one pull that I think was pretty nice, which is the full art Blissey. Yeah, that Blissey V alternate art looks really, really nice. Yeah. They, I mean, like, yeah, anytime you can get the alternate arts in the new stuff, like Battle Styles and Beyond, you're happy because they're just, they're gorgeous. They're just gorgeous. Yeah, it just, like, feels good, you know? So like I'll give Pokemon Company some props for uh, when you do pull the good stuff. It's not like the rainbow rares and even the golds. They always had this effect though of like, oh, you know it's rare, but when you look at it, you just kind of blinded by shiny. Like there's nothing, yeah, interesting. To Especially look at. the rainbows. Yeah, but now with this, it's like okay, I got the good stuff, and I actually want to look at it. So mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet. It's interesting how they've moved from a lot of these alternate arts going from promos mm. now. Cause you remember tag teams, like the, the original tag teams from team up, they all got like 10 boxes yep. with those promos, the Pikachu, Zekrom, the Eevee Snorlax, the Venusaur Celebi, 
We, I forget a lot that Venusaur Celebi is a card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody does. All the Venusaur tag teams are just kind of trash, to be honest. Yeah. The, the Venusaur Snivy one was, I think it was like good in a, a Mewtwo box mm-hmm. for a little bit you, because of its ability. Yeah. But, but then it was like Aurora box or whatever. Yeah, before we got when boss it, back in format, you could you could boss something up with a Yeah, that was your boss. <laughs> which is like, man, if a tag team with three retreat cost is your boss, that's so bad. <laughs> but that was also like I think before Bird Keeper as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean, we still had we still had Switch and Mallow and Lana. But like at the time I don't think no escape rope. I don't think Air Balloon and Bird Keeper existed. And I think it was like a welder version of Mewtwo that played Aurora Energy. So like, I don't know. It was weird. Either way, it's a cool alternate art, though. That came in a box, too, The because the, the Charizard breaks in and the Venusaur yeah. Snivy came in that box with the with the playmat. Yeah, I think the only... Uh, yeah, those are the alternate arts. The SBDO came in a in a box i can't remember any alternate art tag teams oh no like blast toys and i mean there were there were a couple spread like in the sets like blast toys uh piplup got one in there like adp got one in there i i like the choo-choo one the best choo-choo and then the magic oh my gosh those that was like that was like one of the few times that in a pre-release that I actually like hit well. Like I pulled that in my pre-release and I was like, I'm not putting this in the deck. We're not shuffling it. <laughs> and it's been in the binder and it's one of my, it's one of my most beloved cards. It's so good. It's so good, Sean. So Jake, what did you get? Did you open some one pre-release? Some pre-release? I did open up chilling rain. I just, so I just got one pre-release cause I'm poor still, still don't have like a, Post- a, a, a stable job at this point but college um twitch chat has been twitch chat has been good to me but um i did get one pre-release i won't spoil what it is because youtube you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch it on youtube it'll be out later this week i i'm i'm keep i mean we we got one hit in that we got one hit in that it was pretty good hit okay pretty good hit i was pretty happy about it but the real kicker came with my team challenge prize packs. Okay. Cause I got, when I went to go get my pre-release, I got my team challenge prize packs as well. They had come in cause we had did ours early, mm-hmm. like earlier than I think most stores were doing it. Um, cause we finished before everyone else. I feel like we were like one of the first people to finish that I saw. Yeah. The second one. Okay, cool. Um, the second set of qualifiers and, um, I got, I got uh, 18 packs of battle styles, which is pretty good. Like yeah. I, I've, I heard that uh, Sarah Daughtry told me on Twitter that it's up to the store on how they want to distribute the packs. Like I think everybody got the same amount of packs in terms of like each store, but like the store was able to take some packs away and sell it if they needed to or whatever. Um, but I feel like with 18, they just straight up gave it to me. So I'm very thankful yeah. about our, that. Our store did half a box basically too for every every winner of a team challenge. I mean, I wouldn't mind if my store took like eight packs 
and I only got 10 because that's like that's 10 free packs I still got for like winning a free event, right? So it's still like really good prizing. But I pulled the uh, I pulled the sleepy Tyranitar oh, out of those so prize nice. packs. Papa Pikachu sent me the sleepy T-Tar. Sean, I don't have it out right now. That's fine. But, <laughs> That's a good but it, I mean, it's in it's in it's in safety. So might as well, because I haven't finished the morning coffee yet, Sean. But you, myself, and every listener here, if you drink, well, if you drink coffee, tea, orange juice, whichever one, you know, you can sip the morning cup of joe as we talk about the wonderful things that are going on in Pokemon, including how many cards have been sold, Sean, during the pandemic. Yeah. We have uh, we have approached a full year. As of March 2021, in the uh, in the Panini, the COVID-19 pandemic, and as COVID's gone on, I think we can all agree that cards have become uh, tough to find. There was some card shortages as well. Scalping was at an all-time high. It's it's creeping back down. I wonder if it surges back up. We should maybe talk about something else um, after this. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to, Pokemon Company, up. what? I'm trying to bring it up on screen for whatever reason my OBS decided to like stop working. Yeah, it happens to me every so often. That's why I'm just continuing to, to continuing talk. to ramble. But Pokemon released the latest financial port report for those of you that don't know. Pokemon uh they have so much that they sell in so many different areas whether that's you know, the TV show, the the merch lines of like plushes, things like that, the video games. Um, they have so many things that they do. And they say on their total production, the trading card game has produced 34.1 billion cards, Sean, worldwide in 13 different languages in 76 different areas. 34.1 billion is a huge huge number yes sorry i'm i'm still <clears throat> no you're okay i was taking i was taking a drink this. of coffee that's um, what that's what happens when sean and i record in the mornings yeah now is when is when uh is when we record in the mornings sean and i gotta we gotta drink coffee that's we are true. let me do that and then we should be good to go you don't need to see my my work bookmarks. What? <laughs> yes, Sean, hide your work bookmarks. Um, oh no. Yeah, I mean, so the number, the total number of cards, like thirty four point one billion. Honestly, like that, I guess it's a big number. Once you get to like a, numbers that are so large that you're just like, oh, I guess that's a lot. Like I don't have a frame of reference for thirty four point one billion outside of like. How many cards has baseball has tops printed, right? How many cards have, but it's a lot, right? Don't get me wrong. It's a lot. But for me, there's a, the, the thing that jumps out to me is the um, increase year over year from 2020 to 2021 of number of cards printed. So you think about like 2019, they were printing 1.5 to 2 billion cards a year in all languages. And then Last year, they printed 3.7. So it's basically doubled over a year. And to me, I, 
I and they didn't in, enter that many new countries. They didn't go to new countries, so it wasn't like they were like, oh, and we finally released in China, right, or India, and now we can double our card production because a billion more people can buy Pokemon cards. No, same markets, just doubled the production. So, I to me that says a lot about like all of the modern scalping and excitement. Like I get it. There's more people that are into the hobby from a collector standpoint, but there is also double, literally double the amount of cards that there ever have been. So at least like shipping, at least, you know, they've shipped 3.7 billion. They've printed, you know, 34.1, which is a weird, like, Wait, no, that's the that's, never mind. Yeah, that's, that's the change. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Anyways, continue on. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying, like, there's just so many cards out there right now that, like, I don't think that these prices, some of the prices will hold to a degree, but, like, if you look at shiny Charizard V and VMAX uh, and compare that to the shiny Charizard GX or even the Rainbow Rare from Burning Shadows, the shiny V has already come down. I've seen it in places um, sub 200, 150, maybe less for a shiny Charizard V. And you think about like, you know, before the rainbow rares and like unbroken bonds, those would stick it between three and $400 for months and months after release. Maybe they'd come down a little bit here and there, but I, I don't know. I think cards are being printed in such abundance right now that I don't think it's worth it to pay these booster box prices. It's just it's just not. If you're a collector, if you're paying the prices to get the card right now, you're not paying the prices because it's actually going to be worth like that kind of money. I mean, the there is that thrill in opening those packs. I've I've talked to many people about this through like the Twitch streaming that I've done where, you know, some people have said like I want to pull card XYZ they're like, oh, I just opened three boxes of this set trying to pull card XYZ. I was like, you could have just had this card if you paid 20 bucks on TCG player. Like, like you would have just had this card. But there's the thrill of the hunt, as they say, about it. And it's really interesting to me of like, because like, you know, 3.7 billion is a big number. And we had printing shortages mm-hmm. during this time. It I mean, yes, we did. We did like get new sets, right? We not only had Champions Path, a holiday set, but we also had Shining Fates. So like we did have two extra sets during that time, but we had we had printing shortage. You know, we had that. And then we also had the statement of Pokemon saying we're going to get more product on the shelf, which I mean, you can finally get battle styles on the shelf now. I feel like a lot of people have just poof gone away about battle styles. We mentioned it last week, how you can get a box for like $105 or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I could have seen this number go like either way. I could have seen it be lower than 30.4 billion, or I could have seen it like where it is right now on the, on the higher end. I would have said this is more on the higher end. Uh, the 3.7 billion cards. Uh, the, well, the 3.7 billion jump. Well, so no, uh, so I think this is important about these numbers. The three point seven billion is not a jump. That's how. That's the the absolute value of cards that were shipped in that year. The thirty four point one is, and this is maybe how Poke Beach is framing it. Thirty four point one is all time cards printed. 
Oh, I was going to say, like, I was looking at this and we were like, oh, it's like climbing every single year. Yeah, this I is was like, that's good from 20 from 2016 or 2017 onward. Uh, no, 1997 or 1998 onwards. The Pokemon company has shipped 34.1 billion cards total. But, you know, you think about this and you're like, OK, that's that's why I was like, oh, it's a big number. Ten percent of all cards that have ever been printed in the Pokemon game were printed last year. Ten percent. Mm-hmm. And that means that like 10% of all of the rare cards in the world and secret rares and ultra rares or whatever are going to be from this last year, which means there's such an abundance of this stuff. That's, that's, that's the point I'm trying. So there's an abundance in terms of absolute volume, but at the same time, Jake, you and I were talking about how there is actually like, you don't get a lot of good pulls in packs. Like the ratios have been really bad. Some of it, like some of them are really bad. And then also like battle styles had like a lot of people were saying how battle styles had like a really bad quint or quint print quality. Mm. And then like chilling rain, I saw some of my cards were some of my cards did not have the greatest of quality either. I, I Yeah, I just I don't know. This is something that was like kind of half on the chilling rain stuff and half on the 3.7 billion. But like I have personally like if boxes we talked about this last week if boxes are going to stay uh, above $120 the issue i have of buying these cards partly as a player and, and you know opening packs has never been the most efficient way to build a deck obviously mm-hmm. but you know i like doing it like you like doing it people like opening packs for fun and also being like oh and now i can take whatever i pulled from these couple of boxes and and maybe build a deck out of it but the fact that you need V's and V maxes and they both occupy the same rarity slot in a box. And it's not like they doubled the amount of pulls. The amount of pulls is that the same and you're getting half of what you need in a box to, to build a deck. Now you, need- Oh, you're not even getting half Sean. But yeah. That's like you, you need now, if you were to do a four, four line, let's say not, not that you always do that. But let's say you did a four, four line. In the tag team era, which I don't love, but in the tag team era, you needed four cards to get a playset of your like main deck card. This one, you need eight. And that means you have to buy double the amount of product and get equally lucky, which is just... Double plus. Double yeah. plus. I think you... I mean, to get a 4-4 line, that's eight cards, right? I think you'd need like 10 boxes. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. With how like large some of these sets can be, um, how bad the hit, the pull rates can be, especially in the VMAX thing. Cause like we all, like most people know that the V's are like the VMAXs are like a ultra rare plus category. Like you might get five V's in a box, but only three VMAXs. Mm-hmm. So to your point, like you could easily get like, you'd, you might have to buy a case to get one play set of one of the VMAXs. And even that's not guaranteed. And that's silly. A case. Yeah. I, I mean, set? I feel. <laughs> I never recommend people to bank on hitting a card because it's always that card that you'll never find. It's the last card that you want, but the uh, thrill of the hunt, Sean. I guess I just, all I know is I remembered I bought boxes in the sun and moon era and after like four or five boxes, which is a lot, don't get me wrong, but I would buy that amount of boxes every set. And when I'm done, I'm actually sitting here and like, I have a play set of every single playable ultra rare. I like you can walk away and be like, I don't need to go buy any singles. And 
and now let's talk about like how many all like how many alternate like secret rares there are. Yeah, if you're trying to complete master sets, forget about it. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm not gonna tell you how to spend your money. <laughs> you know, if you got if you got it, spend it however you want. But holy moly, it's just like it's 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 tough. It's tough to open. It's tough to open. But Jake, do you want to talk about the big news? There's we didn't even preview this episode, but there was some big, big news. There was week. some very interesting news. We've talked about evolving sky recently and different things, but it was like literally as soon as EV Heroes like came out, it was like the next day or two. Pokemon Dragon Pokemon are coming back to the trading card game. Sky Stream and Towering Perfection revealed another double set. Sean, it's 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 now become the new like this is the new thing that Pokemon is doing now. They're just printing all these double sets. It's a it's it's worked. It's it's been it's been great. People have loved it. Why and, have uh, everyone buy one box when you can have everyone buy two boxes? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, it's it's wild. But anyways, both sets will feature a, a dragon type Pokemon. They've been abundant to the TCG, but at, but once Sword and Shield base set came out, they have been gone. It's just miraculously gone. Sword and Shield base set Pokemon had said fairy Pokemon done not being printed anymore and then like dragon went down to the shadows they never like commented on dragon pokemon they just like disappeared along with fairy and then now they've sprung back up into forms that we know and uh are are aware of i feel like sean yeah i mean to the point that you made um they specifically said fairy are going away and I think they had to do that because also like there's fairy type energy that's in the game and it's, you know, and there was that speculation. We probably talked about this early on in the pod, which was like, well, what about dragon? And they didn't say anything. And I do think I remember us talking briefly, like maybe they'll just bring dragon back in like one big set. Like it's going to be like a big thing for them to bring dragon back. And, and that's absolutely what they did. So I guess this is like Pokemon company is basically like anime where until you see them, you see somebody's dead body, just assume they're still alive. Right? Yeah, it's just, like watching assume, Dragon just Ball. assume that they're alive somewhere. It was just weird because like they've had Dragon Pokemon printed again and again, like on these cards and stuff like. Yeah. In the first Sword and Shield base set, uh, Salamence yeah. is just a normal type Pokemon, Alteria. which is a huge disservice to Salamence. Yeah, you have Altaria that's also a normal type, the the one that can wall out Pokemon. So, yeah. But Jake, it's pretty wild. We if we do look at the uh, some of the cards that were announced, Rayquaza Vmax, a single sh or I'm sorry, Rapid Strike Pokemon, Sean has the ability Sky High Wave once during your turn, discard all cards for your hand from your hand, and if you do, draw three. Very interesting ability it's almost like a free research this is like a sure way how to get out of a dead hand oh yeah which is pretty bonkers i kind of feel like yeah i would say that this ability like we talk about 
Calyrex VMAX, you get to attach an energy and draw two. Mm -hmm. And this is basically discard your hand, draw three. And my, I guess my question is, Jake, is the ruling that even if you don't have any cards in hand, can you use this ability? Um, well, it's not like Marnie, because I think Marnie officially says if you shuffle up yeah. cards and put them at the bottom of your deck, draw four and five. This doesn't specify if you discard, like, if you discard a card... Draw three. Like, if you have at least a card, like, this is just like, you can discard your hand and then draw. You know, if you don't have a hand, I think you would just, like... Draw three. You would just have the action of saying, like, I would like to draw three cards right here through the ability. Well, so... If like I'm, a Rangaroo. Yeah. In Sun and Moon base. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good comparison, actually. Um... I mean, yeah, so for me, this one, this ability is just kind of broken on this Pokemon. What does the attack do, Jake? I'll let you <laughs> combine those two. I think even if you don't, even if you're like me and you can't read Japanese, I think you look at this card, you look at the attack cost, you look at the damage, and you, like, know what it is. You know what it is, Sean. Yeah, you got the 80 times, 20 plus. For a fire and lightning energy G max burst 20 plus damage, you may discard either any number of basic fire energies or any number of lightning energies from this Pokemon. Does 80 damage discarded in this way? This is almost identical to Rayquaza EX mm -hmm. from back in the day. If you ever play Legacy Ray Eels during that era of hard gold, till silver, early black and white, but uh. I'm looking for the, Sean. Uh, that's the not Flaffy. the only thing. Please present Flaffy. Yes, there we go. Here's the Flaffy. The uh, the nice little electric sheep. Stage one, 90 HP ability. Dynamotor. Once during your turn, you may attach a lightning energy card from the discard pile to one of your benched Pokemon. Ray Eels is literally coming back. Except I think it's. I think it's better uh, because would, this is a stage one was. I don't was if electric. No, I think it was electric that, okay. that had this ability, not electros. I mean, I would say, though, that uh, Rayquaza in that format had a weakness, which is another thing to talk about with these dragon Pokemon. They have just, they've officially decided that dragon Pokemon, at least in this set, have no weakness. They are just. Not weak to anything, not even to other dragon types. Like, they could have made dragon weak to dragon. That's been a thing before. Mm -hmm. But no, they're choosing to just not have them be weak to anything. So, like, I look at this, Jake, and I'm just like, why would I play any other deck? There is, genuinely, there is almost no other deck that seems like it matters with this deck. And I know that, you know... People also are comparing this, like saying that they get um, Reshiram vibes from mm -hmm. this because it's a lightning fire. You discard them. But the problem with Reshiram is they, Reshiram had a couple of um, caveats on it that made it unplayable when push came to shove. And that was you could, I think you only could discard from the bench. Yeah, you could only discard from the bench. So, you know, you have to not only have the energy requirement on it, you have to have additional three energy on the bench. 
and you had a damage cap of 270. This has no damage cap. So with this one, you're like, okay. And then the 20 plus is important here. They could have left it as nothing, like just, just the main attack 80 times. And that means if you discard four, you're hitting 320. That knocks out an opposing Rayquaza VMAX, but it does not knock out something like an Eternatus VMAX or any of those 330, 340. They could have done that, and I think that would have still been perfectly fine. But no, mm -hmm. they gave it 20 plus, which means you're hitting 340 with four energy discarded. And that Oko's everything in the game, which like obviously they want to make this Pokemon good because it's like the main it's Pokemon. It's the face of the set. Right. But, like, giving it this attack and giving it this ability on top of that. Like, you have the Oko machine that has no weakness and a built-in draw engine. Like, what? What? Why? Who? I, I mean, I love it. I'm going to play it. But, like, who thought this was a good idea? It's also <laughs> single strike. Or, I'm sorry, rapid strike. I always get them... I always get them mixed up. Like I, I differentiate between blue and red. Mm. I don't do rapid and single. I just say blue or red. It's the blue. But we have, we have rapid strike cards, Sean. Remember Octillery. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't know if you have the bench space that you want to use Octillery in a build like this. I think you just want to go like heavy, heavy draw, especially with this ability. Yeah. And then maybe like Zigzagoon Nets. To combo with your to combo with your your flaffies, yeah, I don't. But, yeah, I don't know. It, since this is a rapid strike, like I'm sure the Pokemon company has something in their brain of like what can combo with this well. But on the surface, I don't think it needs it. Like you could have not made this rapid strike, and I think it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I think this would have been this would have been perfect <laughs> if it was. But it, it's seems pretty good right now. I mean, not hitting. Not getting hit for weakness literally ever just seems good. And we we you mentioned that knockout potential is just absolutely insane. Well, you know what's wild? I I'm just not realizing this. Rayquaza V, the unevolved version, does the exact same attack. Twenty plus eighty times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you may discard either up to two basic or up to two basic lightning mm -hmm. so it actually this one does have a cap this would be capped at it does have a cap but it's still doing 20. uh 80 80 20 so it's doing up to 180 yeah so you do get but i, I never mind i thought that's a weird honestly that feels like they got lazy with this one. Like you could have given it a different attack and, but you just gave it the same attack, but worse. Like what? Okay. Fine. I mean, how many times? I mean, I think it was like Tornadus V and V max. I think Tornadus V and V max have like the same attack that it did in its EX era. And I mean, I mean, we have Crobat, which is Shaman EX. Like we have Marnie and N. So like we're we're just going back to Roaring Sky, Sean. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um this is an interesting one. The Dragonite V. We're just kind of jumping around here, but like I like seeing Dragonite back. And I would love to see a Dragonite V Max. Because I know Dragonite is also a fan fave uh Pokemon. It's so, Gen 1. 
Yeah, it's a Gen One. I, I personally like Dragon. I think it's a cool, a cool mon. Um, mm-hmm. Doing two hundred and fifty straight up on a two hundred and thirty HP Dragon with no weakness—that ain't bad. Because you know, you you slap a a, t- a cape of toughness, and now you got a two hundred and eighty HP non-weak Pokemon that's swinging two fifty. You know, we talk about like it's not as good as Ossian because you don't have the ability. But other than that, that's this is pretty good. This is also pretty good, and you have that rapid strike energy. Um, you could attach... the rapid strike energy doesn't work. No, oh, because he's not rapid strike. That's right. Yeah, but you do have Melanie. You got some Melanie action, so you can. Melanie. Yeah, Melanie is a card coming in. You still have Coco in the format for a little bit. Like, yeah, like I agree. I don't think Dragonite's like out of the realm of the ordinary right now. I, I just think a 280 HP dude with that cape of toughness. Then, like you know, you're gonna need a Zigzagoon ping, ping if you want to kill it or, or whatever. And if you're Eternatus, like I don't know, it feels like they want to make Dragon like the undisputed best typing again. I mean, it's it's that thing of like the circle, you know, that we've talked about how like um, how like Dragapult came out, and then right after it, Eternatus came in and just womp womped. Then right after Eternatus came out, we had the Urshifus come out, and that just womp womps. And I mean, we we've already had psychic Pokemon in with like Dragapult and stuff. So why not just bring another dominant typing that doesn't disrupt that circle per se, that can just really wipe them all? I mean, that's the next option. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. We'll talk about more of these cards, I guess, when the set comes out. I mean, did you want to talk about Noivern or Duraludon since we're here? Uh, not exactly. Maybe Duraludon VMAX. Okay. Uh... But Duraludon VMAX, a 330 HP Dragon-type Pokemon. It's already got a metal card, I believe. This is Single Strike, which is interesting. It's I think, it's, I think this is the only Single Strike that requires... Um, well, no, that's not a hundred percent true. I don't think anymore, but I was going to say it has metal energies in it, um, which is interesting. Fighting in metal is an interesting combination because single strike fighting energy or single strike, uh, metal energy does not exist, but the ability skyscraper prevent all damage done to this Pokemon from attacks. Each of your Pokemon that has special energy attached to it. This is interesting in my opinion, because Houndoom is a card. Houndoom can accelerate those energies. And even though it can accelerate impact energies, um, <laughs> the single strike energy from uh, Chilling Rain, I still think it's kind of interesting how, you know, you have two different special energies for single strike Pokemon and one of them accelerates and you have this ability. I, I like this. There's a lot of special energy out there in the format. Um, and I think it will stay that way because you think about after rotation, which is when this is going to really matter for us, um, we're losing welder. So like all those fire decks that don't bother with special energy, really like that's not going to be a thing necessarily. Um, mm. no, that's not to say that Victini VMAX won't, will play special energy. It may, may not, but there's a lot of special energy out there and they've printed a lot of good special energy. So this feels like you remember a lowland Persian GX, one of its <laughs> one of its ability. I had a friend who played it a lot. 
And he got some dubs because, like, it says prevent all damage from tag team Pokemon, Pokemon with special yeah, energy. Like, uh, they just covered, like, a weird range yeah. where if, if, if you predicted nobody was going to try to fight you, then you just won. But, like, I like that they've given that to a Pokemon that seems to... It's beefy enough to where if you even if you can get through the special energy requirement, it's still hard to KO. So, and once you have one of your own energy attached, like that could be super annoying for your opponent to be like, oh shoot, I have to like manually retreat to discard this energy and then hope that I have basic energy in my deck to get around it. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty interesting. But Sean, you talked about you know we're losing like welder and stuff. Scroll down real quick to Raihan. Okay. Here. Raihan, new supporter card. You can only play this card if one of your Pokemon was knocked out during your opponent's last turn. Choose one basic energy card from your discard pile, attach it to one of your Pokemon, then search your deck for a card and put it in your hand. All right. It's like almost Melanie, except you can specifically grab what you want when you're... And I mean, like, we talk of let's... Let's be honest, Sean. Knockouts happen like just about every single turn right now in the Pokemon trading card game because you have escape rope, you have boss, things like that. You know, once, especially after ADP leaves, you know, games may last longer than three turns. Mm-hmm. So. I, this could be good. I I think for decks like maybe like Duraludon or Dragonite, I think this really works. I think for Rayquaza, I'm a little bit less bought in because I think Rose is just better. Um, well, it- with two with two energy costs on Rayquaza, and Rayquaza has the ability to discard your hand, draw three. Yeah. Right. Like, but Rose will put two energy onto itself. So as opposed to one, right? And I then, guess it I guess that part really comes down to the ruling of like of like can you discard your can you still use the ability when you don't have a hand? Yeah. Right when your hand is zero cards. I think that's just what it's gonna come down to almost. But like, you know, like how valuable is that is that grabbing any card from your deck? It can be. Like I think usually it, it I guess it'll depend on like what kind of cards you want to be grabbing because the main thing I worry about is um, if you have a V that doesn't have a VMAX and maybe you have not a great hand, then yeah, you can attach an energy, go grab the VMAX, evolve it. You know, if you're using like EXP share or something, maybe that moved one energy back as well. So like, boom, you're, you're good to go. But like you're, you'll have used your supporter for the turn here. So it's not like you can go grab a lot of draw, right? Like you could... You can't go get to Denny in this format. So, you know, if this is in your hand, if you've been holding on to this, I, I don't know. I just it just feels like you're getting one card out and getting one energy attached, which there will be decks where this makes way more sense. But I think for Rayquaza in particular, because it has the draw engine built in, I just think Rose is probably the better partner for Rayquaza. But uh Duraludon, maybe and, and who knows what other, you know, Pokemon like dragon Pokemon out there, or it doesn't even have to be dragon. Honestly, this could be anything like it's Mm -hmm. coming in the dragon set, but like there may just genuinely be cards that, you know, like V's or other cards that like, this is like absolutely broken in. 
Shadow Rider Calyrex. Yeah. Yeah, you could Shadow Rider this. Um, who knows? I, I genuinely, I don't know, actually. I haven't thought about this one enough, but. I mean, I just looked at it and I was like, huh, cool. What I think is also cool is you've scrolled down to the promo campaign section that they've got. In these oh, two cool. sets, when you buy 10 booster packs of either of the set, you'll receive a promo pack containing one of five stamped cards. Uh, two of them having alternate arts, Rayquaza or Rayquaza, whichever one, don't smite me. <laughs> um, and then Duraludon getting alternate arts and then Altaria. Uh, what is this? Drampa. The Drampa is cool looking. I like that card a lot. Yeah, that's some crazy art. I love that art. It's actually really, really sweet. And then uh, Turtonator as well in there. And it's like, I don't remember this being in the last couple sets, the little promo pack. I mean, I know I know that they've given out promo alternate arts, right? Like the, the Celebi V and the Sanaconda V um, and things like that, but not necessarily... Not necessarily like a, a pack. This is almost like the like Digimon, the gym challenge packs that they do in Japan. Okay. Yeah, it's also it's, like I remember. I remember a while ago they did like a Beware gym challenge pack, where if you like competed or whatever, you got this pack and you could get like a special Beware GX. Per I, se, I mean, this also is very much like um, what Bandai does. Digimon and may I don't know if Magic does something similar too, but yeah, like Bandai, if you buy a booster box, it comes with two dash packs, and those dash packs have one of four or one of five promos in them. Um, yeah, I I think it's cool. I'll be interested to see if something like this comes to America because you know English collectors love stamped versions of things. A stamped version of Rayquaza, especially, is gonna you know would be really popular here. Um, and I think it would be really like one thing that I really like about band, uh, Bandai and Digimon is, yeah, when you get this box, you also get like a couple of extra special packs. It is a little annoying and weird to keep track of sometimes. Cause there's like certain cards that are only promos. I don't like that, mm -hmm. but because this is alternate art thumbs up for me. Um, yeah, I, I like it. It feels like you're getting bonus stuff for buying a, for buying a whole box, which Pokemon, you know, does not give you bonuses when you buy it when you buy fully sealed boxes and so i'm a fan it will be interesting to see where it goes the uh there is also a promo uh uh oh god what card was that it was, i think i saw it on pokebeast gamestop is having another promo card sandaconda promo giveaway this is not a planned topic sean just talked about how people love collecting promos and I remembered that I read this headline, just like the uh, <laughs> flapple that happened not too long ago. Uh, Sandaconda is going to be getting one. It's a reprint Sandaconda from Battle Styles, the big sand cannon, the one prize meme deck. And uh, it's not been <laughs> it's not been shown, but it's supposedly going to have the same stamp as the flapple did, which is. Uh, not, I mean, it's not a great stamp at all, really. <laughs> this is but it's like, a stamp. I, I will tell you, at least the Flapple, it's not played. But if it were to be played, that two damage counter is like, at least Flapple had a place in some competitive decks, like Sableye Flapple at one point. This Sandaconda, 
What? This is literally like a ladder deck where you take like a four four Sandaconda line, you take like four Gossifleur, and then the rest is like all energies. I just play some evolution incense in there. This is so uh, like it's in Sandaconda isn't a fan favorite as far as I know. Like what? Why this card? I like. I will say though, they all of the promos, especially at GameStop, have all been Gigantamaxable Pokemon. We talk about Scorch in the beginning, hmm. the very first one. Although that was literally just a Scorch card, no stamp, no was, nothing on no it. Stamp. That was a Gigantamaxable Pokemon. Flapple is a Gigantamaxable Pokemon. Sanaconda is a Gigantamax Pokemon, which shows that like. They're adhering more to people who play the Sword Shield video game with this specific promotion line, right? They're trying to get people that play the video game to understand. And I've I've somewhat neglected on trying to follow this. I just thought of this last night, but I wonder if these correlate with Sword and Shield events. So like, Sean, I don't know if you know, but like they'll have like special events that run continuously through the sword and shield video game that they'll keep updating and one of them is gigantamax raid events so like they'll rotate which gigantamax pokemon you get in raids i really wonder i need to look at this once the sandaconda comes out um does it say when it's coming out uh um, june 18th june 18th so i wonder if on june 18th or even like right now, if Sandaconda is or will be the, Gigant the Gigantamax raid Pokemon, right? Because then that would make it like easily recognizable yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, I guess that, to a does, lot of people. that does tie in really nicely. But, you know, <clears throat> the Pokemon company could do anything. They can choose whatever they want. So they could they could have done, you know, Shiny Wooloo. Yeah, I, I really raid. think they like went to GameStop and GameStop was like, please help. <laughs> They're like Sandaconda. It's like, all right, we're gonna do a Sandaconda. Here's a card. It's not even a hollow. Just a take card. this card. This card is like okay. It could be used competitively, but honestly, like it's never gonna be. It's never gonna win Players this Cup. Is, is, oh God. Um, well, I'm I'm I, I'm 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 hyped about Dragon Pokemon coming back. I you know, I like the the. The theme, I like the 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 decks are absolutely broken. Um Rayquaza, I think, will be the meta. Like, <sighs> Ray Eels coming back makes me feel weird. I mean, basically, I think what we've learned thus far is that Sword and Shield is just what, X and Y part two. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people, I think from what I hear, there was a lot of people who enjoyed aspects of the X and Y era, especially over the tag team era. I didn't play it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, post Sword and Shield, when you have to evolve for VMAXs, which will be a good thing. Cool. That slows the game down just a hair. But I don't know. I, uh, I would like to see a little bit more innovation, to be honest. It just. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's like. I guess that's almost. I mean, because you think about it like Rain Dance. You know, that's literally been around since day one. And it, it comes around all the time. So it, it's. I mean, it, I feel like with a card game, there's only so many things you can come up with. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't want to break the game. That's fair. And they want to mm-hmm. keep it simple. And at a certain point, you're like, well, if we do any of this wacky stuff, it's not simple anymore. So they oh. they just don't want to become like magic. That's fair. I will. You know what? I'll give them props for that. That's they don't want to be like want. magic and they keep rotating cards. So they're not like you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. That's going to be it for me, Jake. Do you have any other any other last thoughts? I just want to say that Logan Paul had a BGS 10 Charizard around his neck for that fight. It wasn't a PSA just for everyone listening out there. It was a BGS 10. It wasn't even a BGS gold star 10. I don't know why everyone's hooping and hollering about it. (laughs) To me, to me with a guy that has that much money, I know there's only like three of them out in the world that are that BGS graded 10, but like, come on, you're going to do that and you've got all that money, you might as well just get a gold star. But I don't or the think black there, label there, or whatever it is. There aren't are there I don't think there are any black label first edition Charizards. I don't think it well, exists. Well, then you should have stuck with PSA. That's he's true. got a do- wait a minute, hold on. He's got a do- remember he's his like special card from that box break is PSA. PSA made a special label. Yes, he did a special label, but I mean the reason he he went with the BGS is because BGS 10 is harder to get than a PSA 10. Oh yeah. But like, it's interesting. It's interesting how he went from PSA over to BGS. I wonder how BGS is like incoming, incoming PSA is. I, I currently. think, I think the PSA company is like, I, I don't think that, I don't think there was any thought behind it. I think it was, what's the rarest First edition Charizard I can wear around my neck. And the answer was BGS 10. So that's just what he did. I literally, I think that was just it, but should have done, should have done gold star black label. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Logan. I don't care. I don't care if there's not one out there. You should have made one. You should have. Didn't you pull Charizard? Like, come on, bud. I thought you opened those boxes. You pulled several Charizards. Just keep opening those first edition boxes, Logan. Yeah. I mean, you got like, you got like 10 of them or whatever. Anyway, Sean, that's that's all for today's episode. Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon. Dragon, dragon, dragon rah, rah, rah. Sean and I right. are recording in the mornings. Rah, rah, rah. Anyways, right. <laughs> thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Metapod, Pokemon CCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I am Jake. This is Sean. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. <laughs>